We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hi, hello. It is Josh Bowe, one of the many editors over at MavsMoneyBall.com, coming to you with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark, this time after another Mavericks victory, their fourth straight, a 120-112 win against the Portland Trail Blazers in Dallas Friday night. Uh, Kirk Henderson is joining me. and um, Kirk, I just, I'll throw it right off to you. You wrote the recap, so you have a lot of fresh thoughts, but... Um, you know, give me your your biggest takeaway from tonight. My biggest takeaway from the night was I really liked uh, how Tim Hardaway Jr. played. The guy scored 29 points on 16 shots. It, it's really incredible. I, I kind of jokingly keep saying that, you know, we might have to start referring to it as the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade at some point. But the, the turnaround for him in terms of just how we view him as a player is really spectacular. Uh, he, he's obviously the third most important Mav, but in a game like tonight where there's no Porzingis for the 10th straight game, you see just how valuable his offense is. You know, Dallas, you know, Luca had 35, 8, and 7, but he was guarded fairly interestingly by Portland where they, they kind of took him out of place. He was only 4 of 11 from inside the three-point line. So they really needed, really, really needed Hardaway shooting. So that was kind of the main thing that I'm taking away from the game. The second thing that I really enjoyed seeing was the the fourth quarter offense with the starters essentially began around the eight-minute mark. And I want to say it was around the five-minute mark. They ran three or two or three possessions in a row where Luca was off ball. Seth Curry and Maxi Kleba uh, ran high screen rolls, and they got great looks that all went down. And it really seemed to the Blazers were not ready for it. They were essentially looking for Luca to get the ball in every possession, and that sort of shakeup was pretty important for the Mavericks to uh, to to end up walking away with the victory. Yeah, and to follow up your point on Hardaway Jr. since he's returned from his injury, a little over fifteen points, forty-seven percent from the field, thirty-nine percent from three. Uh, it's pretty remarkable since he's been a starter how he's basically 
like what me and you ranted about over the summer, he's basically filling the role of that theoretical free agent that we wanted the Mavericks to sign. Like he's doing just about all the things that we wanted them to do in the off season, you know, just in terms of being a, a guy who can spot up and, and be a release valve for Luca in terms of uh, being able to hit shots and, and finish possessions when, when Luca's creating. And then, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that, that fourth quarter offense as well in terms of seeing Luca without the ball a little bit. I think it's really important that this is a wrinkle for them. Cause I really just don't think Luca can just keep being like a 38 usage rating player, like all for, you know, 80 games a year. Like it, that just seems you know, not uh, sustainable, especially in crunch time when defenses can kind of sit on it and, and make the Mavericks offense a little more predictable. So that, so that was cool. I mean, Lucas, he's six, seven and can pass. And like, that's really a deadly combination. If you play him a little more off ball, you know, I'd love to see him set some more screens, uh, you know, and, and, and see where they can go from there. But that was, yeah, your, I agree with you. That was a nice little wrinkle. Yeah. And the Luca, you know, Luca scored five points to essentially seal the game. Uh, it was one one six no one four one fifteen one oh nine uh basically from the three minute mark to about the minute 20 mark when luca drove and got a layup which was huge and then the next possession he finally got a a a a late in the fourth quarter three to go and so you know having him shoot like six times in the final six minutes of a game is just, is never palatable for a guy that wants to pass the ball like he does. So I do hope we continue to see some kind of more creativity from, from the Mavericks in that regard. Um, you know, the pivoting to the stuff that were probably a little bit frustrating was, you know, the, the Maverick rim defense was bad. Their defense was pretty bad. However, they chased Portland off the three point line, pretty well after the first quarter and if you're not going to have Porzingis in the game that's essentially what you're going to seed and how good you know Damian Lillard is from three you'd you'd rather have him taking not threes and they miss just enough um from from inside the arc to where you know, it was a bend but don't break situation. Obviously, the Mavericks' offense is more important. You, the defense was pretty pretty horrendous, but to a certain extent, I think that was that that's essentially the gamble that the Mavericks are going with until they can get Porzingis back. Does that make sense, or am I kind of talking out of my rear? No, no, it makes sense. I mean, you would. It sounds a little counterintuitive if you don't have KP to try to funnel, you know, funnel in ball handlers into like Dwight Powell, uh, but you know, you'd rather, li- you know, you'd still rather live with the results of a, of a scrambling kind of defense. And you still had Maxi who had three blocks uh, to try to give you something at the rim. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're, you know, they're just a little, it's just tough. It's easy for them to get bullied, but you'd rather that than how many times have we seen small guards go hit like five or six or seven or eight threes against them, you know, you don't want to give him like that Kemba Walker game that he had a, a little bit ago. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You, you chase him off, you know, hopefully you don't let him be too comfortable. There's only so much you can do with Lillard and this roster, you know, the Mavs really, you know, who would you even say is like a guy that you could reliably count on to guard Lillard on this roster. It's maybe DeLon Wright and Finney Smith. And, and even were, for, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah, tough. They were, they were pretty rough. Both of them, both of them were on defense and, and that's because, Damian Lillard is an excellent basketball player, but I will say this is a little in the weeds and we might, might be something kind of worth talking about down the road. They were 
you know, Finney Smith was chasing Lillard over screens. And as much as I don't like the drop coverage from the big man, he, he and the, the Mavericks offense were chasing him hard enough to where he was, you know, going inside. He, he, he I was kind of surprised he didn't shoot more threes with, with some of the looks that he was getting. Um, I don't know. It, it worked. You know, Lillard's good. <laughs> the fact that CJ McCollum was out was, was probably the difference in this game before being yeah, honest, that's, but that's huge. Yeah. yeah I'll take um, the victory. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw, you know, they didn't do it a lot, but they definitely, you know, Powell and uh, Kleba a couple of times, they definitely, they definitely came out onto the ball handler a little bit more than I think they normally do. Uh, didn't see like a ton of hard traps, but you know, definitely some really hard hedges and then recoveries. And when you've got bigs like Powell and Kleba who are fast on their feet, you know, that's something that you can take advantage of a little bit more than maybe a Porzingis who you'd rather keep, you know, in the paint. So that's something I hope they kind of experiment with more for as long as Porzingis is out. Like, you know, I've said this a lot with Powell, like you're just, if you're going to play the same defense you play, like with Porzingis with Powell, like you're just asking yourself to get roasted. Like you, Powell is as quick on his feet and has quick hands. Like just get him out there near the three point line causing havoc. Cause if you're just going to let him drop back, you, you know, you're not doing anything. You're not doing him a favor. You're not doing the team a favor. Obviously you can't play like that a whole game because NBA teams are too good to, to pass through double teams and stuff like that. But that, you know, it was a nice little wrinkle and, uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm just happy with the win. That was, I feel like every game the Mavericks win without Porzingis, I don't really care how it happens or or who it's against. Like, they just got to bank as many of these wins as they can before he gets back and he's uh, he's right again. Yep, yep. Um, they play the Clippers on Tuesday. We got a three day break, which is you know probably much needed. A few of the Mavericks just have looked a little tired. Not having Porzingis is really it, it's just taxing. It's taxing for all these guys. This team yep. is constructed a certain way, and anytime you don't have a, a key rotation player, it's just going to start to wear on guys over time. And big yep. picture, the Mavericks have weathered it pretty well. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, you can't really ask for for much more than you know. They've got four in a row. They're, I think they're, I, I think they're plus two. You know, in the win column, like overall, like two games over five hundred since Przingis got hurt, which is, which is good because when he's hurt, you know, you look at the roster, it's like basically the 33 win team from last year for the most part uh so i'll take you know i'll take them but uh otherwise this sounds weird and i think the last thing i want to say about this game is uh i feel like i've seen this maverick this exact script of a game for the mavericks like 90 percent of their games this year in terms of really wobbly defensive start offense looks pretty good through three quarters gets a little shaky in the fourth but then they manage to hold on to the win like Man, how many times can you say that's happened for them this season? But so it kind of makes it hard for me to talk about because I feel like I've seen this game like a dozen times in the last four weeks. Yep, yep. Um, but otherwise, I guess is there anything you wanted to add before we get out of here? I think we can we can wrap this up pretty quickly. But anything else you wanted to no, get out I'm there? Good. I'm All right. good. Excellent. Well, we'll get out of your hair. Uh, everyone enjoy their weekends. Uh, the Mavericks play again Tuesday. In Dallas against Los Angeles Clippers, just a bear of a matchup. We'll see if Perzingis is back with the three-day uh, rest. Hopefully, uh, he can make a return. If not, uh, it'll still be a pretty tough challenge. It'll be either me me and Kirk or, or another combination coming to you after that game Tuesday night. So thanks for listening. This is Mavs Moneyball After Dark, and we'll see you Tuesday night. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.